Welcome everyone to Kingdom Rock Radio. We pray that you will enjoy today's message. Now here's a sample of what you'll be hearing today. And everything that Satan had going on, uh, let's notice and look at how he chose to rebel against God because of his actions. And it led him to lose his position on the holy mountain. He was no longer a mighty guardian. He was filled up with pride over his God-given wisdom, anointed and beauty. He allowed everything that he had going on on the outside to fill up his heart with hate, malice, and pride. Kingdom Rock Radio is an outreach ministry of Kingdom Rock Family Worship Center located right here in Bremen, Georgia. You can connect with us at our website, at www.kingdomrock.org. And now, here is today's message. Well, hello, good evening. Welcome to the Kingdom Rock Network. My name is Minister Kendrick Scott, and I am back again on tonight. And we are starting a brand new series. Woohoo! All right, so uh, the title of this series is going to be called The Uncovering of Satan. Again, it's going to be called The Uncovering of Satan, and uh, we're going to deal with uh, part one. So please, ma'am, please, sir, grab your Bibles, grab a notepad, grab a pen, however, whatever you want to use to take some notes, because uh, we're going to go deeper in this word on tonight. So during this series, we are going to look into the doctrine of Satan and discover who he is and why. The scripture teach the existence of Satan who is the originator of sin and the king over a host of falling angels. The existence of Satan, he is, again, the originator of sin, okay? My prayer is that by the end of this series, you will have a deeper knowledge of who Satan is and why is it important for us as believers to know our enemy so that we can stand against the wiles of the devil that is spoken in Ephesians Chapter six, verse 11. So believers often either ignore Satan's existence and the power or they overemphasize it. A biblical balance is very important. It's very needed to have that biblical balance. In these last days, it is very important that through scripture that we receive the proper understanding on this subject so that we won't be deceived. Notice the scripture, 1 Timothy chapter 4, verses 1 through 2. It says, and I'm reading out of the New Living Translation, it says, Now the Holy Spirit tells us clearly that in the last times, the King James Version says days, some will turn away from the true faith, that they will follow deceptive spirits and teachings that will come from demons. These people are hypocrites and liars, and their consciences are dead. So we want to deal with who is Satan, and we want to deal with the kingdom of darkness through this series. All right? So scriptures that are concerning the origin and the fall of Satan and the host took place well before the creation of man. There are two main passages of scripture which describe Satan's original fall, and you can find that in Ezekiel 28, 1 through 19, and that's where we're going to be mainly uh, at on tonight. And you can also find that in Isaiah 14, 4 through 23. The language used in these descriptions 
are speaking uh, are speaking to the perspective of the king of Tyre and the king of Babylon. Ladies and gentlemen, please pay close attention to these scriptures in Ezekiel 28, 1 through 19, as well as Isaiah 14, 4 through 23, as we follow, as we go through them very, very carefully. OK, also. We're going to look at some things that is prior to the fall of Satan. So let's go and let's go to Ezekiel 28. OK, and let's go ahead and read that. We're going to start at verse 12. All right. Again, I'm reading from the New Living Translation. Son of man, sing this funeral song for the king of Tyre. Give him this message from the sovereign Lord. You are the model of perfection, full of wisdom and exquisite in beauty. You were in Eden, the garden of God. Your clothing was adorned with every precious stone, red carnelian, pale green peridot, white moonstone, blue green beryl, onyx, green jasper, blue lapis, lazuli, turquoise, and emerald, all beautifully crafted for you and set in the finest gold. They were given to you on the day you were created. Verse 14 says, I ordained and anointed you as the mighty angelic guardian. You had access to the holy mountain of God and walked among the stones of fire. You were blameless in all you did from the day you were created until the day evil was found in you. Your rich commerce led you to violence and you sinned. So I banished you in disgrace from the mountain of God. I expelled you, O mighty guardian, from your place among the stones of fire. Your heart was filled with pride because of your beauty. Your wisdom was corrupted by your love and splendor. So I threw you to the ground and exposed and exposed you to the curious gaze of kings. You defiled your sanctuaries with your many sins and your dishonest trade. So I brought fire out from within you and it consumed you. I reduced you to ashes on the ground in the sight of all who were watching. All who knew you are appalled at your fate. You have come to a terrible end and you will exist no more. So at the start of Ezekiel chapter 28, we'll notice that God instructed the prophet Ezekiel uh, to speak to the leader of the land of Tyre. In this land, it was considered to be the center of religious idolatry as well as sexual immorality. The leader at the time was Ithabel the third, whose name means living with Baal, meaning a false god or an idol. God then instructs the prophet Ezekiel to speak again in verse 11. God uses the message in verse 11, speaking to Ithabal the third as it relates to the fall of Satan. Ezekiel describes Satan as being created in perfection, full of wisdom, and exquisite in beauty. Notice what verse 14 says, that God ordained and anointed him as the mighty angelic guardian. 
a mighty angelic guardian is an order of angels with the closest access to God who guards his holiness. Again, notice the position that Satan or Luce, or his name then was Lucifer. Notice the position that he had. He was a mighty angelic guardian. He was an angel that covered the holiness. Okay. Notice where his location was. His location was on the holy mountain of God, which indicates that he had a high position of authority. Man, I bet some of this thing, some of this stuff uh, that we're reading and studying on today and that we're going to go through. Um, a lot of us miss it. We, we, we read over it or we don't go in depth of it. But God has charged me and challenged me to speak to the people on tonight so that you may learn your enemy, so that you may know your enemy, know the plans of the enemy. We know that in John 10 and 10, it says, but the thief coming, but to kill, steal and destroy. That's what Satan comes to do. It is our job to know our adversary. Again, we have to have that biblical balance knowing good as well as evil. Okay, so look at uh, Ezekiel 28. We're going to look at Ezekiel 28, 14, 16, 18, uh, where it talks about him being an anointed cherub, meaning angel in the heavenly sanctuary, uh, just as the Old Testament prophets were uh, the kings as they was anointed in office. Look at this. Uh, let's Ezekiel 28 and 14. Okay. He says, I ordained you and I anointed you as the mighty angelic God, or meaning he set him aside to do the work of this particular position or do the work of a particular set job. He was the one that was ordained to do it, meaning he was ordained by God, meaning that he all he had the great stamp of approval to do exactly what he needed, what needed to be done as in the kingdom of God on the holy mountain. OK, so he, he was given that authority. He was given that position. Uh, for an example, uh, I'm a sworn police officer. So in order for me to act in the in the state of Georgia, to do what I need to do as a police officer, I had to be sworn in by someone that was higher than I, okay? So that gave me the authority to act on the behalf of the state of Georgia. Again, he was given the authority by God, and that's simply what ordained me, and he was anointed by God to do uh, certain things that, he need, that needed to get done, okay? Notice he said, you had the access to the holy mountain of God and walked among the stones of fire. He says, you were blameless in all, in everything that you did. There was nothing that Lucifer did that was not blameless. He was blameless in everything. He was anointed by God, okay? He says, from the day you were created, you were blameless until evil was found in you. He says your rich commerce led you to violence and you sinned. Okay. So we see here where Satan sinned and he was banned from heaven. Notice he says, I expelled you. Oh, mighty guardian. He was a mighty guardian, meaning that he was the best. There was no other guardian, no other angel that was better than him or did or could do better than what he done. OK, so he says, verse 17, he says, your heart was filled with pride. OK, and then let's look at verse 18. 
He says, you defiled your sanctuaries with your many sins and dishonest trade. Okay, so we see here in these scriptures where Satan pretty much he had it going on. He had it going on until he messed up and he wanted to be more and better than God. Satan's heart was filled with pride because of his beauty. All that he knew, his wisdom, all of it was corrupted. So because of his beauty, splendor, great brightness and brilliancy, he chose to rebel against God. Okay, so let us take a look at Satan or Lucifer as being the covering angel placed by God to cover the throne. And we can compare that uh, to the angels on the Ark of the Covenant in the Tabernacle of Moses as they covered the mercy seat. Let us go to Exodus 37 and 9. And we're going to read out of the, the New Living Translation. It says, the cherubim faced each other and looked down on the atonement cover. King James describes it as the mercy seat. With their wings spread above it, they protected it. Okay, so Satan was a protecting angel. He protected the holiness of God. His wings covered the throne. He protected the holiness of God. Okay, also, excuse me, he was in eating. He was in the beginning. He was in the beginning with Adam and Eve. Remember, he was a serpent, and we'll get into that later on in the series. Uh, but notice where he was in the beginning, okay? Satan was in the holy mountain or the kingdom of God in the sides of the north, okay? What is the holy mountain? In the New Testament, the concept of a holy mountain or city is linked to the New Jerusalem. But you have to, but you have come to Mount Zion and the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem. You have now come to Mount Zion and to the heavenly Jerusalem. This is the city of the living God where thousands of angels have come to celebrate. And that is Hebrews 12 and 22 out of the CEV version. Notice what it says. It says, you have come to the, you have come to Mount Zion, to the heavenly Jerusalem. This is the city of the living God, meaning this is where God dwelt at. This is where God lived in that holy mountain, in that new city. Okay. This is where thousands and thousands of angels, that's where they came to celebrate. So Lucifer, who was created by God, was in the holy mountain where thousands and thousands of angels came to celebrate. He was in the presence of God. Notice a similar text found in the book of Revelation. Chapter 21, this is what the Apostle John records, that an angel carried him away in the spirit to a great high mountain and showed him the holy city of Jerusalem coming down out of heaven. Verse 10, that is in verse 10. Notice both scriptures, the mountain location of the new Jerusalem is compared with the pattern found in the Old Testament. Okay, God dwells in a holy mountain and city and those who dwell in the holy mountain must be holy to live there. So Satan was anointed and he was ordained and he lived in the holy city or in the holy mountain of God. 
Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. All right. So Satan's heart was filled with pride because of his beauty and everything that Satan had going on. Uh, let's notice and look at how he chose to rebel against God because of his actions. And it led him to lose his position on the holy mountain. He was no longer a mighty guardian. He was filled up with pride over his God-given wisdom, anointed and beauty. He allowed everything that he had going on on the outside to fill up his heart with hate, malice, and pride. Satan, wisdom, and pride. Let's look at it. Verse 17. Amen. Again, I told you we're going into some scripture. We're going deeper. Uh, just looking at some different things. This, this stuff just really blessed me as I began to learn more about it. Verse 17, he says, your heart was filled with pride because all of your beauty and your wisdom was corrupted by your love of splendor. So I threw you to the ground and exposed you to the curious gaze of kings. Okay. Notice James 3, 15 through 16. Okay. As it declares in the New Living Translation, for jealousy, excuse me, for jealousy and selfishness are not God's kind of wisdom. Such things are earthly, unspiritual, and demonic. For wherever there is jealousy and selfish ambition, there will be disorder and evil of every kind. So Satan had evil of every kind. His wisdom that he had was more than what God had given him. He no longer wanted to receive God's wisdom, but he wanted to do things his way. And so that's why the author wrote in the book of James, he says, jealousy, selfishness, that's, that ain't God kind of wisdom. Amen. If, you, if you're that man, if you're that woman that, that, that's always jealous that, 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 that is always acting in selfishness, that, that type of attitude, that type of uh, character, he's, that's demonic. I mean, it's demonic. That's what the scripture says. Such things are earthly, unspiritual, and demonic. Okay? So we don't need to act like that. If we act like that, we are acting like children of Satan. Okay? Notice, Proverbs 16 18, again, we are still talking about Satan. I don't want you to lose that concept. Amen. We're, we're pulling some things out that you may or may not have known that was in scripture about Satan. Amen. Many times we just know that, that Satan was in as a serpent in, garden, in the Garden of Eden and uh, that he, 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 he has uh, demons to, 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 to overwhelm us and to, and to attack us and to torment us. Uh, but we don't realize how Satan got to where he is. Uh, we don't go back to the beginning of where Satan fell. So that's all my job is uh, throughout this series. Amen. As we uncover uh, Satan, really, as we expose him. Amen. I want us, amen. I want us to know, amen. We, we need to know the whole Bible. Amen. Not just bits and pieces. Amen. For the word declares that my people shall perish for lack of knowledge. Amen. So I pray that all of this helps you. And I pray that I'm speaking in simplicity so that you understand. And I'm giving you scripture to back up everything that I'm talking about. Amen. Proverbs 18 and 12. It says, pride leads to destruction. Humility leads to honor. Pride was filled in Satan's heart. 
which led him to be destroyed. God says that he threw him to the ground, that he exposed him, and that he got rid of him because pride was set in his heart. 1 Timothy 3 and 6, it says, they must not be new followers of the Lord. Amen. And, you, and, and to give you just small bits of this scripture, uh, Timothy is talking about new leaders here, new leaders being uh, new, new members being in leadership positions. So this is where he pins it said in 1 Timothy 3 and 6. He says, they must not be new followers of the Lord. If they are, they might become proud and be doomed along with the devil. Amen. In other words, Timothy is saying, let's get some seasoned folk that in these positions, because if you put new folk in new position, they get the big head. Their head swells up. Amen. So Timothy said, let's not put these new people in positions. Amen. So that they become proudful so that they may be doomed along with the devil. Again, the devil's heart, Satan's heart, Lucifer, which was that was his creation name, Lucifer. He was filled with pride. So Timothy is telling us, let's not be filled with pride because we don't want to be doomed like the devil. Amen. Notice Satan here. He was decked with precious stones in gold, very similar to the stones of the breastplate of Aaron, the Israelites, excuse me, Aaron, Israel's high priest. And we can find that in Ezekiel 28 and 13. Let's look at this, this beautiful uh, breastplate here. It says, your clothing was adorned with every precious stone, red carnelian, pale green, pyridot, white moonstone, blue green beryl, onyx, green jasper, blue lapis, uh, lazuli. <laughs> Amen. Bear with me on uh, these translations of some of these stones. Amen. Uh, turquoise and emerald. Uh, all beautifully crafted for you and set in the finest gold they were giving to you on the day you were created. So all of these beautiful stones was created for Satan. The Bible says it was all set in gold, beautifully decked out for him on the day that he was created. Lucifer was clothed with a breastplate which is a part of a holy garment attire for the priest that was used to minister to God in the office of a priest. Very similar to the stones in the breastplate of Aaron, the high priest. So let us go to Exodus 28, 15 through 21, as I paint this picture for you so that you may see exactly what I am talking about. Amen. Hallelujah. All right. So Exodus 28, uh, I'm going to start at the second verse and I'm going to read through verse four and I'm coming out of the New King James Version. It says, and you shall make holy garments for Aaron, your brother, for glory and for beauty. That's what Satan had. So you shall speak to all who are gifted artisans or gifted crafts, crafts, crafty people. Amen. Excuse me. Whom I have filled with the spirit of wisdom. Amen. They're filled with the spirit of wisdom. So they know how to make holy garments for God's people that they may make Aaron's garments to consecrate him that he may minister to me as a priest. And these garments, which they shall make a breastplate. That's what Satan had. That's what uh, Lucifer had while he was in heaven. He had a breastplate. 
an ephod and a robe skillfully woven tunic, a turban and a sash, so they shall make holy garments for Aaron your brother and his sons that he may minister to me as a priest. Amen. We're going to deal with the breastplate. Notice uh, the creation of the breastplate, everything that was taking place as the, in, in this breastplate, okay? Verse 15 of Exodus 28 says, you shall make the breastplate of judgment artistically woven according to the workmanship of the ephod. You shall make it of gold, blue, purple, and scarlet thread, and the fine woven linen, you shall make it. It shall be doubled into a square. A span shall be its length, and a span shall be its width. And you shall put settings of stones in it, four rows of stones. The first row shall be a sardius, a topaz, and an emerald. This shall be the first row. The second row shall be a turquoise, a sapphire, and a diamond. The third row, a jinxith and an agate, and a mythist. And the fourth row, beryl and onyx, and a jasper. They shall be set in gold settings. If you could just imagine how beautiful this thing was. And the stones shall have the names of the sons of Israel, uh, according to the 12 tribes of Israel. Amen. So as you see right there, Satan, not only was he beautiful, as the scripture said, very beautiful, had a beautiful voice. OK, he was a very, very talented singer. He was full of wisdom. He was perfect in beauty. He was created with music in the in in being uh, the leader of the of the heavens worship. OK, he was in the beginning. He was an angel who had uh, who, who was in charge of protecting the holiness of God. And he was an angel on the holy mountain. He I mean, he had it. He had it going on. OK, think about it as who you are right now. And you went through your life. And you and you made it to the top. You made it to the top. You know, without a shadow of a doubt, you made it to the top and you just got it going on. You 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 got uh, whatever the world has to offer. You got the money. You got the clothes. You know, you got the house, the cars, whatever. If that's your thing, you got it. Amen. You got it. You living at the top. Satan had all of that. And it still wasn't enough. He wanted to be like God. He had all of that power. He had all of that authority. He was in charge of so much. But his heart filled up with pride. How is your heart today? Is your heart filled with pride? Is your is is your heart filled up with hate, selfishness, envy or jealous? I mean, let's examine ourselves. Let's let's take a look down the memor the memorable decks of our brain and say, Lord, if there's anything in me that that you didn't create or you didn't put in me, God, remove it from me. Search me thoroughly. Search me through and through because I do not want to be found to a place to where you exit me out. And I no longer can receive my blessing. Satan does not want you to receive blessings from God. If God blessed Satan with all that he had, he given it to him. The Bible says he gave it to him at the day he was created. If everything that Satan had when he was in heaven and it was taken away from him, 
Why would you think he wants you to have everything that God's going to bless you with? That's his job. He's going to take it away from you. He comes to do what? Bible calls him a thief. But to steal, kill, and destroy. Satan was once in truth, but he allowed the enemy. I mean, he allowed pride to, be, to, to begin puffed up in his heart. The Bible calls him the originator of sin. So, ladies and gentlemen, uh, be careful. Notice what the enemy is trying to do. Be aware of it. Be alert. Be on guard. Don't be attacked by all of this. Amen. Hallelujah. I hope and pray that you enjoy this uh, Bible study type setting on tonight. I pray that it was helpful. I pray that it was encouraging. I pray that you learned something on tonight that you did not know before. I pray that I spoke uh, in simplicity. Uh, like, comment, and subscribe. Amen. So uh, we thank you all for joining with us on tonight on the Kingdom Rock Network. Let us say, uh, we're going to go into a quick prayer. Amen. And um, yeah, let's, let's pray. Eternal God, our Father, we thank you, Lord, for uh, this Bible study teaching on tonight. We pray, Lord God, that your word will forever be uh, a forever changing word and enlightenment to your people. I pray now, Lord God, that uh, some man or some woman who are listening now or listening later, I pray that they have received something on tonight. I pray that they learn something on tonight. I pray, Lord God, that this will inspire them to not only be balanced in one area of their learning and their studying, but Lord God, that they will be balanced in all areas of their learning and studying. For Lord God, your word declare, God, that we are to take and eat the whole lump. The whole road, we are supposed to eat it, Lord, not just bits and pieces. So, Father, I pray that this teaching on tonight helps someone in their studies and encourage them as we uncover Satan, as we expose the enemy, Lord God, and learn who Satan is, why he is, and how he does what he does. And so, Father, I pray, Lord God, that your anointing be upon your people, that you will strengthen them and encourage them on tonight. And, Father, we pray that all things will be done in your son Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you so much for watching. Tune in uh, next week or excuse me, turn, tune in next time on the Kingdom Rock Network as we deal with part two of uncovering Satan. Have a blessed night. Well, we pray that you were blessed and encouraged by today's message. Don't forget, you can connect with us at our website at kingdomrock.org. It's there that you can hear today's message as well as the entire series. So check it out today. Until next time, remember that Jesus loves you and so do we. Choose him as your Lord today. Only he can make a way. We'll see you on the next time.